0: Good afternoon, Codo listeners. This is Matt Hoysh from the Codo News Team. And today it is 12 p.m. on a Thursday, which of course means it is time for our lovely noon updates. I'm joined in studio by Catherine Beck, a nurse at the Telluride Medical Center, and Laura Cattell, a physician's assistant at the Telluride Medical Center. Thank you very much to both of you for joining
1: Happy to be here.
0: Thanks for having us. Um, unfortunately, we do not have someone today to provide Spanish interpretation. Lo siento, hoy no uh, no hay una persona para traducir las palabras uh, y lo siento. So unfortunately, we will only uh, be doing it in English. Solo en inglés hoy. Um, You know, I will just hand over the mic to both of you to just provide any general updates that you would like to provide around COVID. And we can follow up with questions then, but whatever you would like to start with and you think is important for our listeners to know.
2: Um, Hi, this is Laura Cattell. Um, As Matt said, I'm a physician assistant at the Med Center and the clinical person for the, what we call the BAT clinic or our respiratory clinic, which is over at the AHA facility. my nurse, the nurse, Catherine, was amazing in setting up that whole facility and getting it up and going, but it's provided a great opportunity for us to keep anybody with COVID symptoms separate from the rest of the facility and help keep the community safe. Um, and we're here today just kind of to let people know that the respiratory clinic still is up and going and that quite honestly, the pandemic is still alive and well in San Miguel County. In fact, I checked the website today and there were nine cases in the last seven days with five active cases. So we're really just here to kind of remind people we still have the respiratory clinic. If you have any symptoms, please contact us at the medical center.
1: Yeah. And this is Catherine. Um, you will notice or have noticed probably over the past year plus, but uh, the whole purpose of setting up that depot clinic and what was the old AHA school and now is owned by TSRC um, was to physically separate patients with potential COVID symptoms um, due to the transmission uh, and virulence of this new virus. Um, Again, the physical separation and separate space allows us to minimize any potential transmission between patients who are being seen for those symptoms and patients who are being seen for other things, whether it's an injury, something like a UTI, et cetera. We we needed a a separate space for that and it's been a great partnership. Um, And we've been able to, again, set it up so that we can see patients separately. Uh, If you come to the med center today, you'll notice there's a sign on the front door saying, our waiting room is open, which is great. However, we do ask that if you do have any potential COVID symptoms, and they're listed there, that you call us as opposed to walking in, we are still keeping patients with potential COVID symptoms separate.
0: Mm. Listeners, as always, if you have a question for either Katherine Beck or Laura Cattell, give us a call 970-728-4333. And so we're in this different COVID world now where it's like now there's like vaccinated people and unvaccinated people and life is i mean restriction wise is actually pretty different for the two groups can you both just kind of talk about the the differences i guess between vaccinated and unvaccinated i know before we went on we were saying you know there's even different quarantine requirements for if you're one or the other so can you just dive into those differences
2: um sure this is Laura again um so there Just like Matt said, there are big differences. Um, We have an algorithm that we're using over at the respiratory clinic. And if you follow the algorithm down, if you are fully vaccinated and have symptoms, but those symptoms clear quickly within 48 hours, um, and or we can do what we call a PCR testing for the COVID virus and those that test comes back negative, then you do not need to do the full isolation period of 10 days. So that's an excellent thing for people who are vaccinated and have come into contact with somebody who in fact doesn't have symptoms, then you don't even have, you're not asked to quarantine like you were prior to that. Um, And also along the lines of the PCR testing, a a really exciting development here for us is that public health now has a rapid PCR test. We at the clinic do a rapid antigen test, which is not considered the gold standard like the PCR test is. We have to send the PCR test out and it takes about two to three days to get those results. But again, um, if you go to the county website, they do schedule now rapid PCR testing, which can. Um, help you get through isolation more quickly. Mm.
1: I think the one of the things we want to drive home to adults and parents with small children or children of any age is that um, symptoms, if if you wake up with symptoms or your child wakes up with symptoms, that's not necessarily the best time to come in for an appointment for testing. As Laura mentioned, if those symptoms are mild and they resolve on their own within 48 hours, you can return to normal activity. So if you wake up with symptoms and want to call for an appointment, that's fine. But what we suggest is that you make the appointment for two days, maybe three days from then. Because if your symptoms again resolve, then you can cancel that appointment. You don't need to come in. You don't need to be tested. Um, the testing actually is improved if you've had symptoms for longer than just you know a few hours.
0: Mm. And, and I would imagine that is you know I mean good to hear because I feel like there was almost sort of like a reluctance to even get tested sometimes because you were like risking having to sit in your house for ten days. Which it sounds like if you're unvaccinated, you would you could still be in that boat. But there's less, you know, I don't know, hesitancy, I would hope maybe for people who are vaccinated to, to get tested if they do have those issues. Because it's unlikely, but you can still spread COVID if you are vaccinated, but less likely.
2: Correct. And just um, Matt brings up a great point about the vaccine and. I also wanna go back to the unvaccinated piece. So we are using an algorithm set up by the Colorado Department of Public Health for school age children or children under the age of 12. And again, even those kiddos, if their symptoms end in 48 hours, even though children under 12 can't be vaccinated, again, the isolation period may be different depending on um, testing and things like that. So. Uh, That's a slight variance even if those kiddos aren't vaccinated. And then to Matt's point. um,
1: (laughs) So the other thing with fully vaccinated adults um, and by fully vaccinated, just to clarify, we do mean at least 14 days after you've received the final dose of your vaccine. So one vaccine is a single dose, so two weeks after that, or um, two of the vaccines are double doses so two weeks after your second or final dose of that vaccine that is when you are considered to be fully vaccinated Um, if you are fully vaccinated and develop symptoms uh, as long as they're mild um, and mild to moderate i'd say um, and with that fully vaccinated status you should isolate until you can get a negative pcr test so that is kind of hopefully a little bit of a optimistic um, perspective on getting the vaccine that you will not be instructed to isolate for as long so long as you get a negative PCR test after your symptoms started and what we're seeing right now a lot is a lot of people have seasonal allergies of course as different things start to bloom um, and that's totally fair and a lot of people say it's just my allergies I get this every year and we totally appreciate that and uh, uh, you know believe that you probably do have allergy symptoms however we also know that COVID symptoms do include classic allergy symptoms and we've seen more than once that somebody who thinks um, wholeheartedly and with their you know their personal history that they have allergy symptoms um, they do can test positive for covid as well
2: And again, going back to what Matt said, it's great, you know, San Miguel County has done an amazing job of getting people vaccinated, but these vaccines are not a hundred percent. And so even if you have been vaccinated, we do know you can still test positive for COVID virus. And in fact, we have had cases of that. And you can also potentially be spreading the virus. We encourage everybody to get vaccinated, but do keep that in mind that um, you can still contract COVID. And again, the real plus to being vaccinated is that the risk of developing any, any sort of severe symptoms is significantly minimized.
0: Um, and so I do want to, like, I, I just almost ask a sort of a devil's advocate question, which is one thing we've heard, which as far as I understand it is true is that if you are fully vaccinated, you can still get COVID, but it's probably just going to be like not a big deal, like a cold or something like it's, it's just not going to be this life threatening illness that we've been talking about for the last year. And so why, if people are fully vaccinated, should they be concerned about getting tested, doing all these things? If them getting COVID just means it's not a big deal.
2: (laughs) Well, again, if you have COVID, even if your symptoms are mild, you can be spreading the vaccine or not, I'm sorry, spreading the virus. <laughs> not the vaccine. <laughs> that would be nice um, spreading the virus. And, you know, we're seeing more and more of these variants that they talk about on the news that tend to be more contagious. So, again, if you're fully vaccinated, that's great. But if you come into contact with people that aren't or children that aren't, uh, they are still at risk. Uh, for developing serious illness. And we also know even the immunocompromised population that is vaccinated, it's a benefit, but they're also at um, higher risk for developing more serious illness from COVID. So I would say to those fully vaccinated, we'd ask you to come in and test and things so that we can protect, continue to protect the rest of this community.
0: Listeners, if you are just tuning in, it is our weekly noon coronavirus update. We are joined by Catherine Beck, a nurse at the Teller Medical Center, and Laura Cattell, a physician's assistant at the Med Center. If you got any questions about the medical side of COVID, give us a call, 970-728-4333. Um, I know you both mentioned we, you know, we still have cases in the county. We've got active cases going on. I mean, over at the Med Center, are you all seeing any kind of serious symptoms with people who test positive for COVID, or I guess what is the, the, just the ambiance and atmosphere they're like now?
1: At this point, I don't believe we have anybody hospitalized. Um, Going back to what Laura was saying, as far as being vaccinated, yet still able to contract COVID. um, What we don't know is when people do contract COVID, how severe their symptoms are going to be. It can be fairly severe, um, or it could be totally mild, or you could be asymptomatic, meaning you have zero symptoms at all. so we, we just, it's totally random. We don't know how hard people are going to get hit with symptoms um, and to the severity if they're going to need supplemental oxygen. Do they need to be admitted to the hospital for a day or so for observation? Do they need to be get, be admitted to the ICU? Um, I know that within the past week or two, um, the ICUs on the Western Slope here have been at capacity with COVID patients. So, you know, we have our own life experiences where we're out and about and going to work and things like that. Um, but that is not the reality for some other people who are currently in the ICU, potentially on a ventilator, etc. cetera. Um, again, it, again, part of the vaccine request and support is to not only protect yourself, um, but also to protect you from giving it to somebody else who could have a more severe course of the illness.
0: We are just being joined by our superhero um, interpreter, Claudia Garcia Curcio, who, who is, has joined us. Um, was there anything about that you wanted to interpret, Claudia? Did you?
3: Yes, sorry. Crisis always happens, so sorry I'm late. Um, <laughs>
0: Glad to have you.
3: Uh, nada más decir poquito lo que está diciendo la enfermera es que todo tiene que ver con tus íntimas y sabiendo que todavía este virus está aquí, sabiendo que muchas personas han ido a uh, el hospital ha sido em- emitidos a esos hospitales también sabiendo que es importante que uno reciba la vacuna sabiendo que uno se, pro- se puede proteger a usted mismo y a otras personas especialmente a las personas que um, puedan tener riesgos riesgos más grandes si contratan el COVID 19 eso es importante que uno siga con lo que tiene que hacer para protegerse a sí mismo y a sus familias
0: a um. Since Claudia is here, I think it's totally worthwhile. Could you both just repeat kind of the the headlining stuff that you had at the start about the respiratory clinics still being around, that we're still in COVID? Definitely want to get that out um, in Spanish now that we are able to, since Claudia flew in.
2: Um, hi, this is Laura again. Um, so I'm the clinical person over at the respiratory clinic and really I think what we wanted to get across today is at the Telluride Medical Center we still do have our respiratory clinic up and running meaning anybody with any COVID symptoms is seen separate from the clinic the actual Telluride Medical Center again to provide safety to all of our patients um, so we limit the risk of the spread of the virus and again I think. One of the concerns is that there's a sense in many ways that the pandemic is over and um, in fact we in the last week have had nine positive cases in the county and that we're still asking people who are not fully vaccinated or unvaccinated to wear masks and that the pandemic really is still real and it is not over.
3: So, sabiendo que aquí el centro de médico hay um, una clínica, todavía está la clínica de um, respiratoria um, y Laura es una de la que está ahí, sabiendo que es importante que la comunidad esté segura. También est- estamos en el riesgo todavía con este virus, sabiendo que muchas personas piensan que, COVID ya no existe, ya acabó. Eso no es verdad. Tenemos nueve casos positivos. Es importante, si no estás vacunado, que por favor te pongas una máscara.
0: Anything you want to add, Catherine?
3: Only that, um, again, if you
1: are coming into the medical center for any sort of appointment, there is a sign on the front door saying the lobby is open, which is great. Again, however, we do ask that you... Consider whether or not you have any COVID symptoms that are listed, and if you do have any of those symptoms, regardless of what you think they're from, please call us so we can talk to you and find out if you should be seen in the clinic or over in the depot clinic.
3: Um, también es importante recordarles que el centro de médico está abierto para el público, pero es importante que Antes de entrar al centro de médico, um, pongas tu nombre antes de entrar, pero también que leas si has tenido síntomas de COVID. Es importante saber si tienes estos síntomas, um, por favor, este, no importa si puede ser gripa o alergia, es importante que si tienes estos síntomas, por favor, hablen primero antes de entrar para saber dónde mandarte, si al tipo o a la clínica.
0: We had someone text in a question, and Catherine, you touched on this, but they want to. Um, the listener was wondering if you know just the regional hospitalization rates. This person heard that St. Mary's is full, but not all COVID patients. Just kind of what's the regional hospital landscape right now?
3: So, um, queríamos saber. Haremos uh, una pregunta por texto diciendo, si sabes regionalmente uh, los números de personas en el hospital. Hemos dicho que en Santa María está lleno. Tienes esos números?
1: I don't know those numbers. They do change rapidly as patients are admitted and discharged on a rolling basis. I did hear that um, a patient was intended to be transferred to St. Mary's earlier this week, and they, St. Mary's was, was on what's called divert status, meaning they were full. They could not accept that patient, so the patient had to be taken to a different hospital than what was intended. Um, if and when all of our hospitals on the Western Slope are on that divert status or full status, then what we're looking at is diverting or transporting those patients to a different region which could be denver could be salt lake city etc and i don't know the current rates as of today but again they they do change frequently um and it's just a it's a time of patient care decision as far as where they end up going
3: so no tengo muchas informaciones sobre eso los números pero puedo decir que cada día cambian pero yo sé que esta semana tratamos de mandar a un cliente a uh, un paciente a la clínica de saint mary esta semana pero no pudieron recibirlo porque estaba lleno y eso puede pasar, so tenemos que pensar un poco originalmente con los hospitales que estamos trabajando si están lleno you know, qué vamos a hacer dónde vamos a trasponer a, a los a los clientes uh, podemos ver uh, lugares como Denver, or Salt Lake City en Utah todos esos podemos ver para ver esos números pero por ahorita no sé um, la capacidad de esos hospitales.
0: Listeners, if you have questions, give us call nine seven zero seven two eight four three 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 llamé Nueve siete cero siete veintiocho cuarenta y tres trinta y tres si tienes preguntas, si tiene preguntas.
2: I just also now that we have um an interpreter, just to remind people, one of the other things um is that if you have mild COVID symptoms that you don't need to necessarily make the appointment the same day that you wake up with the symptoms. The current recommendations from the state of Colorado um, that we're using even for children that are unvaccinated is if they have mild symptoms for less than 48 hours and they resolve after 48 hours, they can return you know, to daycare or to their camp activities or back to school.
3: Um, otra cosa que quiero decir, um, si tienes síntomas no tan graves, um, son pocas, no es necesario que vayas el mismo día a la clínica. A uh, Lo que estamos viendo ahorita en el estado de Colorado y con los niños que no están vacunados, si has tenido síntomas uh, mínimos, uh, menos de 48 horas, si esos síntomas se van, ah uh, regresar al uh, cuidado de niño o al campamento uh, pero es importante que Looks like we're getting a call, so we're going to bring that caller up. Hello,
0: you are live on Coda. What's your question? Well, um, I am curious as to what the current status is on my coding. Um, I have a closely related uh, medical position.
2: The post viral is one of the names has. Um, uh, are you on speakerphone by any uh, chance?
0: It's kind of hard to hear.
2: Um, I'm, I'm asking about uh, long COVID. Okay. What the, what the current status is, how people are doing, any research being done.
0: Thank you.
3: Oh my gosh. So, la pregunta era, um, ¿Usted tiene este, información sobre las personas que han recibido COVID? ¿Qué estamos viendo en largo tiempo con esas personas que han recibido COVID?
0: Long COVID, any comments? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hi, this is Laura
2: Ketel, the PA. Um, again, I think that's a great question. I think, you know, as with so many things with COVID, uh, there are so many unknowns at this point, um, long COVID being one of them. You know, my personal experience with people who have ongoing symptoms is that most people will resolve and lessen their symptoms over several months. um, And that we do, so far, I don't think I have anybody that has had persistent symptoms, but again, we're so new to this that I I think potentially we need more time. But um, there actually has been a clinic in Pala... Pala, Pala, Fruta. Fruta. Colorado, who is devoted simply to um, long COVID. Oh, wow. So that's an excellent resource for people who have concerns.
3: So ahorita no, no sé mucho cómo COVID, el virus, es algo nuevo para nosotros. Personalmente, lo que yo ha visto uh, sobre el tiempo, uh, personas que han tenido COVID, esos síntomas uh, son menores y se van, uh, pero durante estos tiempos se van, pero yo sé que en fruta en Colorado hay recursos ahí si uno quiere saber sobre qué pasa con las personas que han tenido covid, porque ellos están haciendo un poquito más y están agarrando esa información para saber un poquito más sobre el, el virus.
1: There is one symptom that is considered to be a critical symptom and that is new onset loss of taste and or smell. Um in fact, it's so uh, significant that the state says that if that is one of or your only symptom, they are asking you to isolate for 10 days, regardless of any other symptoms or testing status, and that is one symptom that does seem to take longer to recover from if that is what something you experience.
3: Algo que puedo decir es si per- durante cuando tenías covid si perdistes este um, la habilidad de oler o tener a um, saber cuando comes um, si más de diez días se queda ese síntima es importante que te quedes en, en el hogar hasta que recuperes esos um, sensos de poder hacer esos pero es algo que hemos visto si hay, um, lo tienes por mucho tiempo quedarte en tu hogar 10 días.
0: Um, so kind of trying to wrap up some of this, I guess, with a bit of a bow. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I. I feel like COVID is gone. That is how I feel in my We're all sitting here with that mask. Like it's like all the the COVID stuff carrying masks, not worrying about Okay, <laughs> you have masks, yes. But it, but it like day to day it really does feel like COVID is on the wane. It's going away. And so just for both of you, I guess what would you say to listeners? How would you summarize, you know, how we should be thinking about the pandemic and the virus right now since it's here, but also all the ways it's been impacting our lives for the last year and a half are are kind of not here anymore.
3: So, um, yo le pienso que COVID ya no está aquí, el día que estamos viendo ahorita, uh, no está pre- presente con nosotros, pero quiero saber sus opiniones. Um, que puede decir a las personas que están escuchando sobre pensando que todavía estamos en esta epidemia y que está aquí y el impacto que ha tenido sobre el año y medio Um, y que puedes decir a la comunidad para que uno piense que si no está pero si está um so i
2: i'll speak to that kind of quickly, I mean, again, the recommendation from the CDC is if you are not fully vaccinated or unvaccinated, you should be wearing a mask. I mean, we don't have like vaccine passports or anything like that currently, but that is the recommendation. I would also say, I think individually, working at the med center, I am just so used to wearing a mask. And um, when I go indoors, I put a mask on. Uh, I think that's where my level of comfort is to protect myself and others. And I, I feel like, you know, surrounding areas and things have some different vaccine rates than we do. And, you know, we have a lot of people coming in to visit us, potentially from states that have different vaccine rates than we do. So again, I, I think it's individual at this point, but I I feel like the pandemic is still very much real and you have to do personally what's most comfortable for you, again, if you're not vaccinated, we ask that you wear a mask, but even fully vaccinated people, I think, sometimes you get judgment for wearing a mask. And I think it's really important that people let people do what they're comfortable with.
3: Ha sido unas guías que el CDC dice que si no estás vacunado completamente, por favor, que se pongan sus máscaras. Um, ya sé que no tenemos pasaportes de vacunas o vacunas de pasaportes, pero um, es importante que, que piensas que es beneficio para ti mismo y lo que puedes hacer tú para protegerte a ti mismo. Yo trabajando en el centro de médicos siento que yo todavía me pongo mi máscara y es algo normal que hago cada día. Um, estoy dentro de un edificio, siempre pongo mi máscara, um, es importante que um, nos protegemos porque tenemos muchas personas que visitan aquí diferentes turistas de diferentes partes de estados que se ve diferente el número de personas que han sido vacunados, so, es importante que nosotros sigamos con eso, aunque estés vacunado también completamente, a lo mejor es importante que te pongas tu máscara, es lo que es importante para ti mismo y cómo te sientes tú.
1: And we are still requiring you to wear a mask inside the medical center, regardless of your vaccination status. Um, We are a medical center, of course, and so we're implementing or continuing a higher level of caution. So again, regardless of your vaccination status, we are requiring that you do come in that front door and you have a mask on your face. Um, As far as overall sentiment, I totally get it. We are all over COVID, but it's not over.
3: Um, como quiero recordarles a todos, um, en el centro de médico um, todavía es importante que uno se ponga su máscara cuando entre. Uh, nosotros queremos seguir protegiéndonos a nosotros y a la comunidad, pero también um, nosotros sabemos que estamos hartados y cansados de COVID, pero es importante que ustedes uh, sepan que todavía está aquí.
0: And the galloping goose and gondola and smart people would be really mad at me if I didn't say you do still have to wear a mask on the galloping goose and the gondola and smart for the federal public transportation mask mandate. So that that is the one other place in addition to the med center. <laughs>
3: y como siempre si estás en, auto, en el autobús federalmente la ley es que o orden es importante que seas con tu máscara todos los autobuses que es el Calepingus um, smart todos esos tu máscara también en la góndola es importante que te la pongas and i do know that my daughter went to studio g yesterday
2: <laughs> Um, for a treatment, and they're requiring masks. So I don't know if all the spa, you know, the esthetician and those businesses are, but I know she had to wear a mask in there. So there are some businesses still requiring it.
3: Pero well, también mi hija G, agarró son todas, negocios todavía tienen esas Was
0: we. Um Wrap up, are there just any general closing thoughts that either of you would like to share um, for this Thursday, June 10th, 2021 coronavirus update?
3: Uh, no tienen otras cosas que quieren compartir hoy el día de junio 10 con la comunidad.
1: This is before, during, and after COVID, but just we encourage everyone to practice good health hygiene. So that's going to include washing your hands. A lot. Avoid touching your face. Places where you could potentially transmit germs into your into your system, um, and just take care of yourself.
3: Es importante que sigan con cosas saludables. Por favor, sigan síganse lavándose las manos, por favor. Eso es importante para estar saludable.
2: And I will say, coming back to the mask. Um, requirement or, or thoughts. I, I've had so many patients tell me this is, was the healthiest winter they have ever had no because of wearing masks. So again, you know, we have incredibly low rates of influenza and, and other transmittable diseases because of the mask wearing. So again, just to speak to Catherine and good
3: hygiene. And if you feel comfortable in a mask, I say keep masking up. Pero como siempre quiero regresarme en la máscara, es importante si usted quiere ser saludable, por favor, póngase su máscara. Yo he hablado con muchos clientes y nos has dicho que el invierno pasado no es la primera vez que estaba muy saludable, sabiendo que se estaba protegiendo. Y no tenemos muchas personas que tenían la gripa. Eso también es importante que si te sientes confortable poniendo tu máscara, póntate tu máscara.
0: Well, Catherine Beck is a nurse at the Terry Medical Center. Laura Cattell is a physician's assistant at the Med Center. Claudia Garcia-Crucio, I think it was badass interpreter. of the. <laughs> you had a, a title you wanted us to I use. I
3: did. <laughs> and I wanted to remind Bluegrass is this weekend. So please, 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 like, again, if you feel comfortable, wear your mask. You don't know where people are coming from. Um, I'm going to be bartending there. And I most likely, even if I'm vaccinated, like, I feel comfortable wearing my mask. So practice that. So, es importante saberlo que los festivales vienen. Ah, um, no sabemos dónde las personas vienen para protegerte a ti mismo a tu familia, ponte en tu máscara, por favor.
0: Already a little fist pump of, of <laughs> affirmation. Um, For listeners, if you have any other medical questions, the Med Center number 970-728-3848. The San Miguel County website has a ton of countywide COVID info. As always, if you have an emergency, please dial 911. We will have news tonight, noon updates next week, some off the record, some music. This is KOTO Telluride.